0: <laughs> yeah? okay. First of all, guys. Shh. First of all, to Adam. I'm making a sim, and thank you for including us in staff and all your Simcha. Thank you for everyone for coming to learn. But thank you to Shui, Shui, Shkayach. I don't know if you could hear Shkayach for arranging the entire, uh, taking the Achai's to arrange this entire through mitzvah. <coughs> The, of all of the Tanesim that we have throughout the year, with the, of course with the uh, exception of Yom Kippurim, all of the Tanesim uh, are not Midai Reisah. At the same time, there is a, a difference, as we all know, between the way uh, Tisha B'Av is observed as, uh, as opposed to all of the other Tanesim. What we want to do to, tonight is to explore the nature uh, of that difference. Is it uh, perhaps just uh, you know the fundamentally the same, it's just uh, differing levels uh, or degrees of severity, perhaps reflecting the events that took place on these days, uh, on these different days, or perhaps uh, the. Fun, Tisha B'av is fundamentally different than all of the other Taneizim and the reason that we fast on the other Taneizim is fundamentally different from the reason that we fast on Tisha B'av. and as we'll see, uh, there are very, uh, perhaps, uh, important ramifications from this discussion many of which uh, are very much halacha on Tisha B'av. so the Mishnah tells us in Misechlis Rosh Hashanah that there are six months throughout the year when Bazin would send out messengers to relate the fact that a new month had been declared in Yerushalayim they would send messengers out during Chodesh Nissan in order to so be able to observe Pesach on the proper day. They would send out messengers during uh, the month of Elul so we should be able to observe Rosh Hashanah on the proper day. Tishrei uh, for Yom Kippur and Sukkot, Kislev for Chanukah, Adar uh, for Purim, but also during Chodesh Av in order so we should be able to observe Tishabov on the on the proper day uh, throughout all of the different communities. So the Gemara asks, why don't we send? Uh, messengers as well to relate the fact that a new month had been declared during Chodesh Tammuz and Teves in order to observe Shavasa B'Tammuz and uh, Asar B'Teves on the proper day because there are uh, four Tanesim that are mentioned in the same Pesach and Zechariah where the Gemara quotes this on the third line in the middle of the line that's the Tsoyim in Chodesh Tammuz that's the Tsoyim in Chodesh Av Tishvav Hashevi that's that's uh, Tsoyim Gedalia and Soim HaAsiri, that's found in the 10th month, that's uh, Asar Beteves. Uh, Tainas Esther is not found in this discussion because it's an entirely different uh, genre of Tinus, which is meant to commemorate the Nissan nice that took place surrounding the nice of Purim. However, these Tanesim are all from the same genre, that uh, Tanasim of Tsar and of elos and Chuva, and uh, the Navi Zacharia mentions uh, four of them. So the, these four. So the Gemara asks, why don't we send messengers out, just like we send out for Chodesh uh, Av in order to observe Tishabov on the proper day. Why don't we send messengers to relay the fact that month had been declared during Chodesh Tamas and Teves to observe Shavas and Asar B'Teves on the proper day as well. So the Gemara asks on the fourth line, says that this is because there's a contradiction in the Pasuk. At the beginning, the Pasuk describes these four days as haravi days of fasting. However, at the end of the pasuk, the pasuk describes them as Yehi Yehuda in days of rejoicing and happiness. Sigmar says, which is it? Are they days of fasting or days of Sasa and Simcha? So Rav Papa, in the fourth line over here, in the middle of the line, uh, resolves: ye Shalom Yehu When there is a Shalom, presumably at the time the Beis Hamikdash is rebuilt, there will be days of rejoicing and happiness. Yesh if there's religious persecution then there will be days of tzoyim, days, days of fasting. If it's ein shmad, the ain't shalom. What if there's no religious persecution necessarily? Uh, but there's also no shalom. The Beis Hamikdash is still in a state of destruction. So ratzum misanen, ratzum ein misanen. These uh, four days, or some of them at least, are ratzum and ratzum ein misanen. They're optional fasts. If you want to fast, you can, but you don't have to. So says the Gemara, since you don't have to fast on these days, they didn't bother sending messengers out to relay the fact that Month had been declared on Thomas and Tevez because you don't have to fast these days. They were optional. If you want to fast, fast, but you don't have to. So therefore, they didn't bother themselves with sending messengers out. If that's the case, Nami Bav also, why are we sending messengers out? To relay the fact that Chodesh Av had been declared to observe Tishbab on the proper day, it's Ratzu Misan, and Ratzu ain't Misan, and you want to fast, fast, but you don't have to. It's only in the time of Shema that you have to fast. But if it ain't Shema, it ain't Shalom, uh, then the fast is optional. You don't have to fast if you don't want to. So why do we send messengers out? So Amar Papa, shiny Tishavov, Tishavov is different because the tzaros, uh the uh, destruction, or the, the problems ha- have been doubled. And Titus explains that this refers to the Hurin Beis HaMikdash, which is the greatest of all Tzaros, and in both the Churman Ba'ez as well as the Churman by occurred on Tishabav so therefore qualitatively it's uh, worse than the other tsaros and that uh, occur on the other Tanesim, and quantitatively it's worse because two happened, that's the language of kefel, chuchpalu, boi so Tishabav even in the time of the Gemara, was viewed as a mandatory fast. It wasn't uh, optional, it wasn't that you had the choice to fast, if you wanted to fast uh, or not, rather, even in the time of the Gemara, it was already a mandatory fast. In fact, the Rambam writes in Perishim Mishnayis that even during the time of, of Ba'eshani, they fasted on Tishabav. For Ba'esheshesheshan. For Ba'eshesheshan that was destroyed uh, on Tishabav. And this is a re- practice that's actually recorded in Josephus that they had the practice of fasting on Tishabav d- even during the Ba'eshani. The Tashabates and the Chidah, and many of them disagree that they couldn't possibly have fasted on Tishabav during the Ba'eshani but uh, this was already an established fast, whether during the Baishenia or later, but already at the time of the Gemara, this was viewed as a mandatory fast. The other Tanesim, though, was uh, Ratzu Misanen. Ratzu Eim It was optional. Time of ein uh, Shalom ein Shmat. It's no base on this, but it's not religious persecution. So it was an optional fast. If you wanted to fast, uh, you could, but you didn't have to. And therefore, they didn't send Shlucham out for Thomas and Teves to observe Shavuosim B'Tamaz and Sarabah Tevez uh, on the proper day. What is the Halacha nowadays? So the Ron writes that this, uh, ob, the nature of the optional fast, of these tanesim, is, is on, on an individual basis. Every individual has the right to choose what they want to do, and even though, you know, despite what the rest of the community is doing, and even though you might have fasted in the past, that doesn't obligate you to fast in the future. So therefore, writes Deran the of the Yeroy's even if you become accustomed to fasting, or the rest of the community is fasting, it's not an obligation to fast. Therefore, writes the Rabb right on the second line. These taneisim uh, are optional, and they maintain they continue to be optional in our times. Is this considered so the Ramban, good point. The Ramban, the Ramban addresses your issue. The Ramban disagrees, and the Ramban writes in the third line that no. First of all, this is not uh, an individual option. This is the community has the option to do whatever they want, whether to fast or not. And uh, once you've decided to take one position on it, you have to continue functioning with that position. So therefore, once the community has started to fast, says the Ramban, we have to continue to fast on these Tanesim. So the Ramban writes, it's not up to the individual, as the Ramban felt, it's up to the community. We already have accepted upon ourselves to fast on these days. of also uh, An individual cannot uh, you know, do something different than the rest of the community. But then the Ramban continues, and this is critical. The Ramban writes, V'kol shekein b'deiris halalu." Certainly in our times, and again, keep in mind the Ramban, for most of his life, lived in relatively peaceful times. At the end of his life, of course, he had to run away to Eretz Yisrael. But most of his life was peaceful, relatively. But he writes, V'kol shekein b'deiris <laughs> halalu." there's intense religious persecution says the Ramban, not only communally have we accepted upon ourselves to fast on these days, uh, but and we, therefore an individual can't do any different, but even more than that says the Ramban, we're living in the time of Shemad, and therefore we have an obligation to fast based on the posse and say for Zacharyah. So it seems to emerge from this Ramban the obligation to fast on all of the tanesim is based on the Pasek in uh, Sefer Zacharia, because we live in a time of Shmad, religious persecution and therefore the Pasek uh, describes these days as time, and they should be uh, observed as a Tainess in our time. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that communally we've accepted to do it. The problem is, the Ramban seems to contradict himself because the Ramban writes in the Sefer Teres HaOdam that all of these tanesim that we have that are not Miday Raisa should be patterned after the one precedent of a tightness that we have that is Midori ra'isa. What is the one tightness that we have that is Midori Raysa? It's Yom Kippurim. So therefore, says the just like Yom Kippurim goes from night to night and includes not only that we refrain from eating, but that we refrain from all the hei that we don't wash, we don't anoint ourselves, we don't wear shoes, we don't engage in tashmish Hamita so too all of the other tanesim should be patterned after that one precedent of a tainess midairai so it should uh, include all of these uh, restrictions as well. It should go from night to night. All of the tanesim should have gone from night to night. They should have included not only refraining from eating but washing, anointing, wearing shoes and tashmashamita. Why is it And of course, that's our practice on Tisha but why is it that we don't do these things on the other tanesim? So says the Ramban, the reason why is because We're not obligated to fast Medina on these days. The obligation to fast on these days is because it was Ratu Masan and Ratu Ain misan and there were optional fasts. Why do we fast now? Because we accepted upon ourselves as a community to fast. So it depends on our communal acceptance. So it says communally we accepted not to fast from night to night. That would have been too much. We accepted the Sundda and Serbabes, to fast uh, from the morning Aloisa haShachar, and uh, to only refrain from eating, not to refrain from the other the shari Nuyim from a washing, anointing, from wearing shoes, and Tashma So says Raban, it depends on what we accepted as a community. and therefore, we only accepted to fast from the morning and only to refrain from eating. The problem is, the Ramban here seems to be assuming, or seems to be stating explicitly, why do we fast on these Tanesim, Shavasa Batamas, Asarabateves, certain Gidalia? Is because as a community we accepted to do it. However, but really, fundamentally, it's Ratsu Misan and Ratsu and they were optional. The problem is, the Ramban just told us that we have to fast on these days because we're living in times of Shmad, Midivere Kabbalah, based on the Pesach and Sefer Zechariah. So if we have to fast based on the post savers of Zechariah, because we're living in times of Shemad, so then uh, it shouldn't depend on what we communally devised or, or agreed to accept. It should depend on, they should be pa- all patterned after the one precedent of a time that we have, the Yom Kippurim. They should all go from night to night, and they should all include all the other restrictions as well, not just to refrain from eating. Interesting discuss, interesting suggestion. Interesting. I don't know if that works out with the Torah Saddam. Interesting suggestion. However, the Rambam has this uh, contradiction or apparent contradiction as well. So the Rambam writes in Parakeh of Hilchas Tainus Loh Chedalen These four days, Mifurashen B'Kabbalah They're explicit in the Posseg and Sefer Zakaria. So it sounds like you're obligated to fast on these four days. Shabbat 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 and I'm Gedaliah, yeah, because the and Sefer Zecharia. However, then the Rambam writes on the third line, kol yisro we have the minig to fast. Sounds like it was uh, something that we accepted as a community to do, but it wasn't based on the and Sefer Dibre Kabbalah. So again, this uh, this attention seems to exist. So if Shermbach quotes in the name of the Brisker Rav, uh, who explained that the and Sefer Zecharia is not instituting or implementing. Imposing a tiness on shavasa batamas on Seim Gidali, on Asar b'Teves. What the Pesach and Sefer was saying is that in times of shmad, the community should accept upon themselves to fast on these days. Sometimes communities don't know what to do in difficult times, and we struggle to figure out what exactly our reaction should be. So the Navi Zichayyah is telling us what you should do is fast on these days, communally accept upon yourself to fast on these days. But it was not implemented. Uh, based on the Pesach and Sefer Zachari, he never imposed the tainess on these days. Rather, it was something that we communally accepted. So therefore, says the Ramban, we were obligated to communally accept to do it based on the Pesach and Divrei Kabbalah. But in the end of the day, the bottom line, the reason why we're fasting on these days, is because communally we accepted to do so. And communally, says the Ramban, we only accepted not to fast from night to night, to fast starting in the morning, and only to accept upon ourselves the restriction of refraining from eating, not the other Shari Nuyim. Those <theits> are the different things, 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 things are cured. that occurred. So this, this is mentioned in the passing of Zechariah. It's the same thing as Zechariah. It's the same idea. You have a tsar, you fast. So why is there more of Because Zechariah is singled out these days. But in the end of the day, it's just based on a communal acceptance to do it. It's not based uh, on an obligation with Devei Kaboah. What? Once you accept it, then that fast... No, it never has the authority of Devei Kaboah. It remains a minog. And therefore, it depends on how we accept it to do it. We only accept it to do it from the night, and we only accept it to refrain from eating. Interestingly enough, it is, the, the Mishnah Brewer writes, uh, and some confuse this, the Mishnah Brewer writes that there's a, that uh, a Baal Nefesh should be mached himself on, on all Tanesim to start from, you know, Asar Bateves Shavas and Tzayim Gediah uh, to start at the night and refrain from the Shari Nuyim as well, because that was, uh, we could have accepted to do these things on all of the Tanaisim, So, by all the Tanayim, to not wash, not take showers, to start at night. However, again, the Ramban says communally, we only accept upon ourselves to start in the morning, and we only to refrain from eating, and even though these days are singled out by the Pesach and Sefer he never imposed the tightness on these days, at all based on the communal uh, agreement and acceptance of what we accepted upon ourselves. Scream, uh, explain the Ramban, or also the Ramban? Both. Oh, yeah? No, he explained the Ramban, Shemrach applies it to this Ramban. So yeah. Where does the concept of Mishiburka from? It was excuse me, it was possible to accept all of these things based on the precedent of Yom Kippurim. But we didn't. But since it was possible, these things were, uh, I mean, Ramban says that's what we should have done. But we uh, assessed that that would be too uh, onerous on the community. So therefore, if Baal Nefesh wants to do it, you can do it. So the has the same parameters as the if a person accepts the on himself. It all depends what you accepted. You could accept to start at night. Most people, when they accept the tinus only start in the morning. But that was only based on what we accepted to do about ourselves. The Ramban says the only paradigm we have for a time is Yom Kippur, which starts at night, night to night, and hey, he knew him. Anything else is what we communally concocted, uh, you know. None. That's what the Ramban says. It's uh, That's why Baal Nefesh and himself to do like what we should, should have been done. Oh, so now that's the question. So the Gemara says, "Shani Tishvav." Yeah. So the Gemara says Tishbub is different. So the Aruch L'Aner has a suffix, a very critical uh, distinction. Uh, what is the reason that we're Machmer on Why is Tishvav different? Is Tishvav different because uh, you know it's a de- varying degrees of uh, severity? Even though on the other Tanesim. We only accepted upon ourselves to start in the morning and to refrain from eating, not the other restrictions. Uh, but on Tisha B'av, which they accepted in an earlier time, already in the times of the Gemara, this was viewed as a mandatory fast. It was clearly accepted earlier. So there, they accepted uh, it differently, and they accepted to fast, perhaps like what should have been done, based on the paradigm of Yom Kippurim. They start to fast at night, and they accepted all the other restrictions as well, to refrain from washing, anointing, wearing shoes, and Shamita. But it's just varying degrees of severity, but they're fundamentally the same. Or perhaps no. Perhaps uh, Tisha B'av is different. That here, the Navi Zachariah did uh, implement and establish, he did impose. A Tynas on the day of Tisha B'av. Perhaps what the Gemara is indicating to us is that Tisha B'av was never optional at any point in time. It's not that they accepted it earlier with different parameters. It was never optional. It was never mm-hmm. Ratu Masan and Ratu E Masan. And the Novi Zechariah, after the Quran by Israel, established this day uh, as a mandatory Tynas. Uh, and the Arachaner claims, huh? Is that what the Gemara says? It's unclear. So, so Why not Tisha B'av? Yeah. So what does that mean? Does that mean the Navi Zacharia imposed the tainus on this day me kabbalah, or does that mean when Klaizoh accepted upon themselves we accepted it earlier and we accepted it with more stringent parameters? But it really all depends on our communal acceptance, or perhaps no. Here what the Gemara is saying is Navi Zacharia imposed the tainus. So our has this topic. Doesn't depend on what we communally accept. Here it was imposed by Zechariah or you should come in the maybe it depends on what we accepted here we accepted it earlier and even though we didn't accept at that time Shavaz uh, HaBetamus, Tzayim Gidali, we would already accepted upon ourselves and made it mandatory to fast on Tisha But it depends on what we communally accepted so the Arachaner claims that this is in fact the shine Rishonim, Rashi and Megillah uh, claims or seems to imply that the whole optional uh, component over here was only by Shavasa and and Sayem Gedaliah, but Tishbov was never optional. That's Midivre Kabbalah, and that's what the tour seems to write over here, Oizvav, that uh, the obligation to fast on Yom Kippur on Tisha B'av is Raisa, on Tishabav is Midivre Kabbalah, based on the enactment of Zechariah. However, then the Air quotes the opinion of the Ritva, and perhaps the opinion of the Rambam that all of them depend, the ramam said, <laughs> we accepted upon ourselves to fast on these days, and he includes Tishabov together in that list. So it seems to be based on what we communally accepted upon ourselves. And indeed, this issue seems to be a machlekes, perhaps, uh, Machlaikes machlekes, a how we should possibly with regards to a person who's not feeling well on Tishabov. The Shulchan Aruch tells us over here, in uh, Hilchus Tisha B'Av, person who's not well, shu tzarech he has to eat. We don't have to assess his condition. You feed him right away. When a person's not well, the fast does not exist, was never established, accepted with regards to this individual, and therefore he's exempted, he doesn't have to fast. In fact, not only is he uh, permitted to eat, Briskarov quotes the name of that a Chayleh who is machmer on himself. Uh, who has a heter to eat but he fasts on Tisha B'av nonetheless it is not in fulfillment of the tightness of Tisha B'av. he might as well have fasted on any other random uh, run-of-the-mill Tuesday he's no key of fasting on Tisha because Tisha B'av was never established vis-à-vis a chayla doesn't exist for a chayla what type of chayla are we discussing? So the Mishaburah writes, even a chayla she'ein b'serkana, chayla she'ein b'serkana is not a person who's in any uh, life-threatening situation. He, a uh, person who can you know, either bedridden or he can't do what he would normally be uh, uh, you know, able to do. He has to curtail his activities somewhat like a person who's bedridden. Already he's exempted from fasting on Tisha B'av, and the Bishkar says if he's machmering himself to fast, like he's fasting on a regular Tuesday. So now this would seem to indicate that the obligation to fast on Tisha B'av is a, a communal acceptance, like a Takanas Chazal, a Din mid And just like every other Din mid that's permitted for a Chayla She'ein by like he's allowed to ask a nachri to do a Moloch on Shabbos, he's allowed to eat Machos, a Surahs mid So this would fit into the general uh, pattern of a Surah mid vis vis-a-vis a Chayla She'ein by that he would be exempt. And from the language of the Ramban, it sounds like we never accepted the tainis for a chayla, any chayla, even a chayla she'ein by sakana however uh, the Taz uh, disagrees and if you already look in the Ramah, the Ramah writes on the third line U that uh, the minig is to be more machmer than that and a person should fast, even if he's uncomfortable, until he's uh, a chashash sakana, until there's a, uh, you know, then you know a life-threatening situation, of course, allowed to break his fast. So the Taz understood the opinion of the Ramah to be disagreeing. That the opinion of the Ramah is that uh, that the fast of Tishabab is not an enactment midrabaana in, in the community. We accepted upon ourselves to fast on these days. Rather, it was imposed by Zacharias, It's midifray Kabbalah. And if you want to violate the Divrei Kabbalah, you have to be a chayla sheyeish by In a life-threatening situation, perhaps comparable uh, to Yom uh, to Yom HaKippurim. And the Taz disagreeing that it's midivrei kabbalah and therefore you can't say Begakam chayla lagazur rabbanan It's not an enactment midirah It was imposed by Zachary Novi, and should apply even to a chayla unless a person of chayla she is then he'd have a dispensation to eat for, marcus, or is it, uh... for violating a divrei kabbalah? There's no malchus for violating it's a divrei kabbalah No, but it's treated more severely it, it's, it's more uh, It carries more authority than it did midirah <laughs> You're saying b'mezid? I don't know why why not. I guess Marcus Mardus. Marcus Mardus, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's Midoraban on Malchus. Yeah. So but it's practical, right? Whether it's if it's every Well we don't administer Malchus nowadays, but yeah, I guess no, it does. No. Like yes, of course. Oh, does it make a difference? No. Why? Because there's no greater punishment for Divre Caboa. You can't get Malchus Midoriza for Kabbalah. Well, no, but it depends on whether it's Interesting. Maybe, 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 maybe. But let's try and come up with enough community that might be relevant. Uh, <laughs> might be relevant in our times. <laughs> At the end of the day, bottom line, in a practical sense, the Rambam writes. By the way, Hamekol Hifsid. Hamekol Hifsid. If a person is leaning, uh, he hasn't lost out, and the Mishnah Brewer therefore writes that a person is a by sakana enkadai achmer. We should not practice like this, Rambam. The am already. Uh, told us not to follow this position, and therefore the minig is, that's the minig by most, that's the, the Pesach of the Mishnah the Aruch HaShulchan, the Abnei Nezer, is that a chayla she'eim by Sarkana is allowed to break his fast even more than that. Uh, the brisky Rav felt if you are a machmer and fast on Tisha B'Av, it's as if you didn't fast on Tisha B'Av, you might as well fast it on a random uh, run in the middle the day. At the same time, this issue seems to revolve around how we should view the fast of Tishabav. Is it something we accept upon ourselves to do mid'Rabbanan, in which case it never applied to a chayla, or perhaps it's a mid'Rabbeinu Kabbalah, in which case you could have argued, at least in theory, that it should apply uh, even to a chayla bo sarkana. Another uh, issue that seems to revolve around this point is the Be'er Halacha writes that if a chayla has to eat on, uh, on Tishah B'av, he should try and minimize uh, his eating. He should eat pachos pachos mikashir, just like we would do on Yom Kippur. You know, like the shot glasses every nine minutes. So, too, uh, the B'Alacha says a person should do one tishabah. The Chsam Sefer has a similar thing in his Chubbis that if a person could just uh, uh, relieve his uh, illness by drinking, so he should just drink rather than eating and drinking. You should minimize the eating as much as possible, just like we would do on Yom Kippur. Does have, philax, no. doesn't have to do for the fast. No, Chayla doesn't do no. But you should minimize your eating as much as possible. And their assumption seems to be uh, that uh, this fast applies to a Chayla, but he has a heter to eat. So therefore, if you can minimize your eating as much as possible, you should do so. So Avzolti writes in the Sefer Mishnah Siaivitz, the same is found in the collection of tshuvas called the Arches Chaim Sepinka. It has nothing to do with Sepinka Rebbe, it was just printed in uh, Sepinka. So in this collection of the Truvis Arches Chayim, as well as Avzolti, they both argue, this is assuming that the fast of Tisha Bavid is is Divrei Kabbalah. However, as we said, our practice seems to reflect the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah said, I make a said that a chayla doesn't fast on Tishabab, so we seem to assume that the fast of Tishabab is not midivrei kabbalah, just like the other Tanasim that Zachaire didn't impose uh, a tainus upon us, midivrei kabbalah. Rather, he identified these days at Bashas Hashemad, we should accept upon ourselves to fast. So, so too, Tishabab as well, we accept it upon ourselves to fast. Just on Tisha B'Av, we accepted uh, you know, from the uh, beginning of the night. We accepted the other restrictions as well, not only to not eat, but not to wash, not to annoy ourselves, choose to engage in Hashem Shamita. But fundamentally, it's a dimid rabbanan. So uh, just like the Shulchan Aruch told us, that the Makam Chaylila goes to Rabanan, so too, if a person is a on Tisha B'Av, he has a hatter to eat, even a Chaylon Sheimba Zakhan, he doesn't have to minimize his eating as much as possible. The Paiskim do say, and this is important, that's only if a person is a chayla now. He's actively presenting as a chayla. What if he won't, you know, he knows if he'll fast, he'll become a chayla, but he's not a chayla right now. So then Dr. Abraham quotes in the name of Shlomo and he should wait till he becomes a chayla. You know, you don't, you don't have a head necessarily to necessarily eat right now. When you become a chayla, then he would have a chayla she'en b'asakana, I meaning he's uh, not, not feeling well in a significant way, then he would be allowed uh, to break his fast at that point. But he should at least uh, start fasting. That's the mm-hmm. choladeis, he's not a yet. When he becomes a chayle, then don't have a hatet to fast. Break his fast. So, however, the opinion of the Taz was, and this is all assuming that the fast of tishabav is because we communally accepted upon ourselves to fast as the uh, parameters of a regular demidra The Taz argued, as we said, that that was... He claimed it was the opinion of the Ramah that Tishabav is different than the other Tanaisim. They're not a communal acceptance. Rather, it was a different Kabbalah that the Zachariah imposed these fasts. And therefore, he argued you should try and minimize your reading, and perhaps there's no hetter for a chayyilashayim So the Taz of Zariah approved his position, perhaps from a Gemara Mesechlis Psachim. The Gemara tells us Mesechlis Psachim over here, Oistess, that an Uberes, a pregnant woman, is obligated to fast on Tishabav. So from the fact that the Gemara goes out of its way to tell us that a pregnant woman has to fast on Tisha B'av, what does that imply about the other Tanesim? About Shavasa Betamuz, about Sar Gedalia, that implies and, that uh, she doesn't have to fast. And in fact, that's what the Beis Yosef is, Medayak, from the language of the Gemara, and that's the opinion of the over here. Sif Aruch, that a pregnant woman only has to fast on Tisha B'av, but in the other Tanesim, uh, a pregnant woman does not even have to begin fasting. She doesn't have to fast at all. They never accepted these tanaisim vis-a-vis a pregnant woman, huh? <laughs> that every pregnant woman is a Khailash sheim above also. <laughs> ah, but every pregnant woman is not a Khailash <laughs> sheim Sakana. That are pregnant women who work till uh, every pregnant woman who's forty days pregnant is already uh sheim basar Sakana. I want to be empathetic. I mean, but that's you know, it seems to... Uh, Taking empathy a little too far, And then not No, no. Why should it be <laughs> It's because uh, it's because when they formulated, when they accepted upon themselves this fast, they never accepted it vis-a-vis. Again, all the other tanesim shavas uh, Only because we community, fundamentally, a rutzu misan and are optional, but we accepted upon ourselves to fast. We never accepted it vis-a-vis a pregnant woman, whereas Tishabav, a pregnant woman do have to fast. Practically uh, speaking, uh, many parts can feel nowadays, according to the name of Shlomo Zalman, that uh, since it's very hot on Tisha B'Av and there's a fear that they become dehydrated, dehydration, of course, is a That's a right. life-threatening illness, and because of the uh, the, uh, the growing occurrence, uh, propensity of deliver- preterm labor, which itself is also viewed as a chayla, she ish, if a woman is dehydrated, it could lead to preterm labor. So Therefore, Shlomo Zalman felt that uh, many pregnant women, at least, uh, you know, if there's a fear of preterm labor or fear of dehydration, which would be allowed uh, not to fast on Tishabov as well. Rebel Yasha felt that we shouldn't issue a carte blanche hatter for all pregnant women like we do on the other tanesim, rather we should take it on a case-by-case basis. My position is that every pregnant woman can if they eat enough before Tishabab begins, can get through a few, you know, first few hours of the fast that you know at least the night of Tishabov, and then in the morning we could assume they're ready, a they could break their fast in the morning. Whether she herself is not a chayla, she's fine. But with respect to the child beside her, that why is the child a chayla? You don't eat for 24 hours. Maybe there's a negative effect. Okay. She's not a, chayla, a, thing, a Fine. Thing. So when she becomes a chayla, but, uh, but by Shavasat Batamas, Sarbatavi, Sarbatavi, she doesn't have to begin. She doesn't have to wait for herself to become a chayla. Right away, she's given a, a get out of Titus free card, right? So, but on Tishabav, I don't think that should be the case. I think she should start fasting when she becomes a chayla already. I think in the morning. As, uh, she should already be. The s- s- the basement to get ID. So yeah, start, She doesn't have to do that. She already start. Uh, she could break her fast. But why is it says the task that the Taz is treated in the, differently than the other Tanaisim? So the Taz must be that it's because Tishbav is midivre Kabbalah. So you have to wait. Uh, we don't give a blanket a dispensation for all uh, pregnant women like we do by the other Tanaisim. Tishbav is different. It's midivre Kabbalah. It's not based on the communal acceptance. What we accepted to do. So if we'll argue like we we seem to be arguing that practically we get, we we think that a is allowed to eat on tish and they don't have to minimize as much as they're eating. what we'll have to argue with uh, the proof of the taz is. Is that no? That uh, just like on Tisha B'av, uh, we communally accepted upon ourselves to start fasting from the night already, and we ex- communally accepted upon ourselves to include the other restrictions as well, not only not eating, but not washing, not anointing, not wearing shoes, and not engaging in so too we included pregnant women as well. It's a difference in the uh, degree of severity, even though we didn't include them in the other Tanasin. We'll have to give some sort of uh, territory along those lines. Once the is allowed to eat, will he also be allowed to engage in the other uh, things that are forbidden? On Tisha yeah. No. No. The tainus doesn't apply to him, but the, the, the day continues to the the, yeah, the day continues to apply. To the Taz has one other proof to his position, and that's from the Gemara uh, in Masechtas Tainus. The Gemara tells the Masechtas Tainus, if you flip the page to Oysud Beis, the Gemara tells us when do uh, does the tainus conclude? It concludes a shkiyas Sachama. But once the sun is set, already uh, the tainus has been concluded. What is uh, meant by the Gemara's Shkias uh, hachama, when the sun sets? So, Tysus has uh, two opinions about this. First opinion in Tysus is that it refers to literally when the sun sets. That's when the fast is concluded, and that's the opinion of the Rosh the Hashem. The fast concludes uh, at sunset, when the sun dips below the horizon. Then, Tysus quotes another opinion, huh? No, when the ball of the sun dips below the horizon. Then Taizvus quotes another opinion, gamre. that's Tesech Chachovim. That's when the fast is concluded, and that's uh, echoed by other Rishonim as well. Uh, how do we pass in the Shulchan Aruch? So we pasch in, when is the fast concluded? A fast is concluded at Tesech like the second opinion in Tesechchovim, where Marcia writes, ideally you should fast till 50 minutes after the Shkir, but if a person is a Chayle, he could break his fast a little earlier, whenever your sheet is by which is an entirely uh, different discussion, so I mean, a different sheet is about when tzitzik ha'chavim is. But it sounds like from the Shochanar the fair should be concluded at tzitzik ha'chavim. The Hashochan disagrees and he says, look, a whole host of Rishonim felt that the fair should be concluded at Shkiyas HaChama. That's what the Gemara said when the ball of the sun dips below their eyes, HaMardachai the rush himself says, "Darach Hashulchan and Shabbos writes in Rabbeinu Yeyna that Ben Hashmashos is allowed after the bowl of the sun dips below the horizon. Even though it's still Ben Hashmashos, but between Shkiyos Hakham and Tzitzik you're allowed to start eating." And says, the Hashulchan, Lefi Zeh Daiti Da Rak Ad Ein We should not. Uh, we should not uh, reject him. We shouldn't." Uh, we shouldn't uh, berate him. Rather, the Aruch HaShochan says he has legitimate positions to rely upon. And the Svasemis argues in Masechus Tainus, this is how we should paskin. Because Ben HaShemosh, Rav Sai is a suffik yom, suffik layla. We're not sure if it's day or if it's night. So even if it's, uh, the, the fast concludes at the end of the day, when it, it's layla, Ben HaShemosh is a suffik yom, suffik layla. So we, and, uh, all of these Tanesim, Shemosh uh, V'talmoz, Asar B'teves, uh Term Gedalia or midrash Rabbanan, community accepted upon ourselves. We should say, "Selvik Diraban Rabbanon lekula." It's a very strong argument. Why uh, to, to already break your fast at Pesach Moshe? She gets a chama. Shabbos is day Raisa. And. <laughs> it's earlier than the rest of the days. That we Perhaps we says every day differently. You're saying we have to either decide the whole year, Shabbos, everything else, it's one lock, stock, and barrel, right day or night, let's make a decision. Right or days. maybe it's inherently a Suffolk. We can't decide day or night, we have to pick teams every day, is it day or is it night? And we'll pick uh, and maybe with regards to issues, the which is a safik, the rabbanon lekula. With regards to issues, the which is safik, the rai's lechumrah. But what is? Okay, you could all, you could make that argument. The sfasemah says that the was inherently a safik. She used to say Safi the rabbanon lekula. And the achashulchan says, by the way, many restrained him held to own that the tikkun on was only to fast l'shkiyaz Zahama. So there are many who held that you should only fast until Shkiyat HaChama. Again, that's not our practice. This does come up, Lamaisa, though, perhaps an interesting scenario. The Gemara tells the Mesech HaShabbos that Shkiyat HaChama depends for every person, uh, depending on the day, uh, wherever he finds himself, at whatever elevation he happens to be at. The Gemara says to the Mesech that a person is praiseworthy who accepts Shabbos upon himself in Teveria, and he, uh, at the end of Shabbos he's in Sipori. Why? So Rashi explains because Teveria is located uh, low down, low elevation, and there's mountains around it. So when the sun set, uh, sets, it sets behind the mountains, which means it sets early, because when you see the sun set, it sets below, it dips below the horizon, below the mountains. That's pretty early, because uh, you're at a low elevation. However, Tzipari is at a higher elevation, so in which case the sun is going to set later. So, if you're in Teveria at the beginning of Shabbos, and see, at the end of Shabbos, you'll bring in Shabbos early, and Shabbos will go out late. Shabbos depends, you see from this Gemara, Advaz, depends on wherever a person finds himself, what elevation he finds himself, that's what Shkiah Zachama is for him for that day. So, therefore, says Ramasheh, let's say a person finds himself in a tinus flying on an airplane, and he's flying east, away from the sun, the rises in the east sets in the west. So, he's flying away from the sun, that means the time it's going to end, the Shkia will be earlier. So says Rameisheh, the fast ends for him earlier. Shkia depends, earlier, than let's say he leaves New York and flies east, the fast will end for him earlier than it will in New York, even though he began the fast in New York, because Shkia Zechama depends wherever you find yourself, at that moment in time, whatever elevation. What if a person is flying west? The fast is going to get longer, because he's flying with the sun. So Amarsha claims, again, it should depend Stock. where you are, the fast is longer for you. Where you are, comment depends every person, where he is at that moment in time, and what elevation he's at. However, in the Sefer Nachal Eshko, which is a commentary in the Sefer Eshko, one of the Rishanim, Nachal Eshko was an Achron, he quotes that the practice wasn't Stockholm. Stockholm is the capital of Sweden, but it's located pretty high yeah. in the north. So the sun sets, the sun you know, rises pretty early, Eloise is pretty early, and the sun sets very late, 10 o'clock around Shavasu Batamah's time. So there Minaguaz, it quotes in the Sefer Nachah Eshkotah, always end the fast, 9.30. That's it, 9.30, enough. Fast was over. Wow. How could it be such a thing? How, 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 how could you justify such a Minig? So in the Sefer Mikrei Koyzosh from C Pesach Frank, there's footnotes by Rav Yosef Kohn, so in the footnotes of Rabbi Yosef Kohn, he suggests that perhaps the reason was, again, because the, the fast of Shavos HaBetamos, uh, uh, sorry, Betevis didn't have this problem, Shavos HaBetamos in the summer, so the sun rises uh, pretty early and sets very late. Yes, so... Uh, It all depends on what we communally accepted upon ourselves. It wasn't imposed by Zechariah Navi. Initially these fasts were optional, so whatever we accepted upon ourselves. So we as a community never accepted upon ourselves to fast for 20 hours. We accepted upon ourselves to fast for 16 hours, 17 hours, 20 hours, we never accepted upon ourselves. So 9.30, enough already. That's enough. We we never accepted upon ourselves more than that. So, so therefore, writes Rav Perhaps, even though that's not the practice in Stockholm today, and in the northern parts of the UK, I don't believe that's the practice either. However, Ravosner writes in the Shevet Levi, if a person is flying west on a Tainis, the fast is like never-ending. It's never you to keep flying with the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at some point you might cross the date line and get some relief. But it's, you, know, you could, <laughs> if you're flying from Eretz Israel and flying west, the date line is further. So, you could, the, so, the time could continue and continue. So, Vosner writes, perhaps at least in that situation, uh, we could rely not on this kula. He's not willing to go with the kula of Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome, that, you know, once 18 hours pass, enough. But he's willing to say, at least at Shkia uh, Sachama, that's enough. We could rely on our Archashochan together with the meaning of Stockholm and break your fast already at Shkia uh, at, Sachama. At, uh, what about Tishabov though? So, Tishabov is not the case. Tish look back at ice Tess, The Gemara says, Tish above, bein Ashmosh Shaloi Aser. Why is Bein Hashmashos of Tishabov any different than the Bein of the other S- Tanaisim? S- why, why is it different? So it says the Taz must S- be because S- this does not depend on communal acceptance, where we have the right to say who's optional and whatever we accepted. Shkia Achamah says it's a Maybe Bein Hashmashos is Suffolk. The Rabbanon Lekula says the Taz. It's because Tishabav is me different Kabbalah was imposed by Zichari Navi and therefore Suffolk different Kabbalah is Chumrah it does depend upon what we accepted upon ourselves. <laughs> However, a, that's a pretty strong argument. However, the Avnei Nazar has an unbelievable terrorist, but this will conclude. The Avnei Nazar explains, he says, No, you know why it's different? Fundamentally, he says, We already said we pass and is a din like all the other Tanesim, just it's a greater degree of severity. We accepted upon ourselves more on Tishabav than in the other Tanesim, and that's why Al could break his fast, and he doesn't have to minimize his eating as much as possible. Why is it then that on Tisha B'Av B'nai uh, is uh, more, uh, you know, it's clearly us as opposed to the other Tanesim? So Amnei um, says, because the other Tanesim, there's only one B'nai Hashmashos, along the line of Adam argument. There's only one Baynach Hashmashos. So we could say, you know, we don't know. If it's Suffolk Yom, Suffolk Layla, maybe it's night. It's Let's assume it's night, and we can break our fast already. <coughs> On Tisha B'av, there's two Ben uh, two periods. There's at the beginning of the fast, the end of the fast. Which way is L'Kula? Is it Lakula to assume it's night? No, because that means the fast starts earlier. Is it Lakula to assume it's day, and that way the fast starts later? No, because then the, the fast is going to end early. We, we don't know which way is L'Kula, which way is khumra. So therefore, since we can't decide uh, unequivocally which way is the kula, which way is the chomer, the beginning of the fast, Assuming that it's uh, day is the kula. At the end of the fast, assuming that it's night is the kula. Since we don't know which way is the kula, we have to be machmer on both ends of the fast. And that's why Be'na Shmashis of Tishabov is usher. However, in a practical, real way, I think because of this discussion, though again, we're machmer in the other Tanesim doing Be'na Shmashis too, person is a chayla in other tainasim, it's good to know, you know, already at Be'na many holy could break your fast. That's why, even though in the other Tanesim, I'm in favor of davening early, and let's say before the tightness is over, and people will go home and break their fast at home on Tisha B'av, it really shouldn't be done, because if a person makes a mistake and goes home and thinks, you know, people think once Marav happens in Shul, that already the Tainas is over. So if in the other Tanasium they make that mistake, it's all right, they're Hashuk and hell, they could break the fast anyway. But uh, the other Tisha and uh, the bigger issue, so that's why I think uh, we should probably wait to Davin Marav until when the fast is already over. Okay. Shui. Shul. Shul. Rabbi. What about do <laughs> <laughs>